Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we have come through a week of solid, solid tennis. Man, there were a lot of events going on. And of course, we had the oh-so-wonderful Labor Cup. Bryce, what did you think about all the tennis that happened this past week? Well, it's so funny because with the Labor Cup, and it truly is one of the most exciting tennis weekends of the year. And it has been every year since it started. Um, it kind of cast a shadow on the other events that were going on. I would be watching um, the tennis channel and they would talk about maybe like the San Diego tournament. And I, I would be like, oh, that's right. There is other tennis going on other than the Labor Cup. So, um, but yeah, I was highly focused on the Labor Cup. And of course, we got the announcement, you know, shortly before uh, the start of the Cup that, you know, this was going to be Rogers' last professional tournament. Right, right. Uh, so shocking. Right. And, and we just came off the heels of Serena. And and going through all those emotions with her at the U.S. Open, and now we got to get our head right for Federer <laughs> at the Labor Cup. Right, right. Uh, it definitely made for an intriguing and emotional event. That is for sure. It did. <laughs> and, and and something that I don't think we knew going into the Cup is I thought that Nadal was going to be a full participant the entire weekend. Um, I didn't know that the situation had changed where he was basically just coming in to play that first day doubles with Federer. So I say all of that to say, me being the person that was calling Team World Team Speed Bumps <laughs> this year, <laughs> Um, you take the doll off of that team and they already don't have Alcaraz. They already don't have Rublev. They already don't have uh, Medvedev. You know, it made it a much more even contest. Right, right. Um, yep. And, you know, we didn't know how Djokovic was going to look, you know, after having not played. So even though I didn't say it out loud, in my mind, I started to think, shoot. Could world have a chance really this year? The team that we had, <laughs> when we had, we thought we were going in here with the big four. Right, right. I here's what I will say, Bryce. I, I honestly still felt that Team Europe was going to dominate. Um, I, I really <laughs> did. I, I'm not even going to lie. Um, just because, again, like you said, it's the big four. You know, they're in the same, you know, room together. They're on the same team. You know, that energy is there. And, you know, even after, you know, splitting the first day, you I, I just I guess I still kind of had it in my head that they that it was going to take something truly, truly special for the world to do in order to win. And I agree. Yeah. yeah, because what you're saying add to that. Team Europe still also had Casper Ruud, Cece yep. Paz, and Berrettini. Exactly. Who aren't necessarily like just some run of the mill 
tennis players. <laughs> exactly. I mean, exactly. So, so I, I felt like they were stacked, if I'm being very honest with you. But I think a couple of key things happened. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think that, you know, the fact that Demonar was able to get that point from Andy Murray, that yep. to me was big. That was mm -hmm. big. Because had they lost that point going into the doubles, I don't think they had the right energy. And, and, and well, I shouldn't say that because, you know, I, I think that Jack and um, and uh, Francis just played outstanding. I, I they really did. they just they took it to Roger and Nadal. And like we've talked about and we will talk about here, there was a lot of nerves as well on the side of Fadal. <laughs> yes. Right. So so, Isaac, let's let's start going through those matchups. So, yes. For day one, the first match we had was Casper Ruud and Jack Sock. And, you know, initially looking at this, with Casper Ruud having made two major finals this year, being the number two player in the world, Jack Sock coming back from in, from uh, injury, and, you know, we haven't really seen the Jack Sock of the Paris Open winning days uh, in a while. Um, I think we probably thought this was going to be a little more straightforward than it was. Yeah, yeah. I I I thought very much that Casper Ruud would 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 take this in a dominant fashion, but kudos to Jack Sock for getting yes. out there and putting in work because he was like, "No sir, this is not going to be easy and I am going to bring that game from years past that got yep. me in the top 10." And yep. I was impressed, Bryce. I was very impressed. <laughs> so, although Jay Sock took an L, I mean, shout out to him for really going out there and doing battle and basically coming within a few points of winning that first point. Exactly. Exactly. It, it was it was it was really, really strong, strong tennis. And and like I said, he had nothing to hang his head on. I mean, we're talking about Casper Ruud almost had the opportunity to be the number one player in the world yep. after the U.S. Open. So for you to be able to take it to the distance and lose 10-7 in a super third set super tiebreaker? No, that's a great showing. Right, right. So then, just to restore a little order. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Stefano Pass was like, I have heard that they have great bakeries <laughs> in London. Great. Fantastic. Yummy. And, and Diego, you're a fun guy. Why don't you come along and let's go tour some of these bakeries? <laughs> because I'm sorry, with the two and the one yes. uh, on Diego, that was that was pretty dominant. That was that was real. That was unexpectedly dominant. I mean, you know, we've seen uh, Diego take some L's in the past, but that one. That had to hurt um, to to just be just, you know, to just be lift up and, and thrown down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was that one was a rough one. Um, but kudos to Stefanos, man. He got out there and he was like, look, I'm trying to I'm trying to get it done. I got these big four behind me and, and mm -hmm. I need, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to show them, you know, what I can do. And he definitely did that in that match. That's for sure. So, Isaac, at this point, it's starting to feel like years past, right? Correct. You Correct. Know, Europe has jumped out here. They're off to a 2-0 lead. But then we get to the match that you were talking about earlier, 
Mm-hmm. Andy Murray versus Demon Yar. Yes. And what happened? I, I honestly, bro, Bryce, I think that's where the tide turned. Um, you know, Alex, the demon is rough, man. He's got <laughs> speed. He's he is a really, really talented young guy. And he plays a very, very similar style to an Andy Murray from a defensive standpoint. He can run down pretty much everything. And and again, with Andy, you know, again, he's, you know, not the Andy of old. So, again, he's still kind of playing that defensive game. But when you're playing someone that has the speed like Demonar has, it's 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 you've got to bring something else. And and he 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 did what he needed to do that first set. But to me, I was like, if you don't take this in straight sets, yeah, it's going to be tight on you. And that's what ended up happening. Yeah. Yeah. That that was a huge win for Team World with uh, yeah. Alex. So shout out to him for battling. And I know Andy couldn't have felt great, you know, about yeah, that no. final result. I mean, in your backyard and you got the big three watching you and you yeah. can't pull out that victory. That had to Yeah. Hurt. Right. <sighs> and then we get to the match that everybody was waiting on. And that yes. is the doubles match that had. Fadal, yes. uh, Federer and Nadal, uh, against Jack Sock and Tiafo. And I tell you what, Isaac, when I saw the lineup the night before, mm-hmm. I was immediately concerned for Federer and Nadal just because I fear for any team that goes against Jack Sock and whoever. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, seriously. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we know Tiafo's been showing out recently, and, and we know that he no longer lays those bricks at the net. He's got really nice touch and hands, and and I was like, whoo, this is going to be a challenge. Right. And, and, and what was your assessment of that match? You know, Bryce, it, so with that being said, though, I honestly expected for Fadal to win. I, I, I mm-hmm. really did. With with all of that being said, with the fact that Roger hadn't played for 14 months, I still expected them to win. Why? Because Nadal and Federer <laughs> both have ridiculous hands. They mm-hmm. have incredible, you know, just just you know, they both have excuse me, they both have gold medals. Let's 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 also put that out there. Right. Um, so I just even with Jack and all of his talent, I felt like he, I felt like they still were going in as as the underdog. And 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 you and I have talked about this matchup in, in, in great length. And I think, honestly, what ended up happening there was it was a it was something we've never seen. Before. Right. Mm-hmm. And it simply was the weight that was placed on Nadal's shoulders to try and get that victory for Fed was just too much. Yeah, yeah. It was too much. Right. I mean, Nadal has the reputation of, you know, if you want someone in a in a critical moment in a match, right, right. You want Nadal in there. Yep. And I don't, I, you know, in the sport of tennis where these guys are, especially the top guys. Yeah, where they're used to being very individualistic is just about them. Their mm-hmm. wins and their losses only affect them and their camp, right? Right. And right. then you have this relationship between Nadal and Federer, which is insane. I mean, we've seen rivals 
be very close friends after their playing days, you know, like Chris and Martina and, right. and all of that. Right. But for I, don't, I can't remember the last time we saw true rivals like number one and number two rivals. And I take Venus and Serena out of it because they're sisters uh, right. where they were openly so friendly and loving with each other. And I think right. it's exactly what you said. I think for Nadal, yeah. if it was just about him, you know, he's regular Nadal. But I think he mm-hmm. wanted that victory so much for his friend. And he yes. and he's the one, you know, like you said, Federer hasn't played in 14 months. Nadal's been out here winning half the majors, you know, <laughs> in 2022. Right. <laughs> I'm sure he had to feel like the weight was absolutely on him to carry Roger through this win. And we saw times in that match where Nadal looked uncertain about what to do. Mm -hmm. We saw him double fault in critical moments. We saw him get just passed left and right. (laughs) You know, him making, (laughs) you know, kind of the wrong decision to go. Those are not typical Nadal things. Now, I do want to be very clear. We're in no way blaming Nadal. No, 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 no. Not at all. It's just that this was the first time that we had really seen something mean so much to him that was so much bigger than his individual game that it actually, I think, affected his play. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And we also don't want to take anything away from Jack Sock and Francis Tiago. No, they played an outstanding doubles match. But honestly, like I said, if you had a Nadal and a Federer playing at the top of their game, they would have won that match. I just, I'm just right. convinced of that. Um, but again, Nadal just was, he made just mistakes that you just don't, you, you never see Nadal with heavy hands. I mean, he's just got right. some of the best feel in the game. So when you're seeing all of that and you're seeing the double faults, that is what pressure is called folks. And unfortunately he succumbed to it. And, and, and we say that, it was still 11-9 in the third set, uh, super tiebreaker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they still they had, had a match point. point. Exactly. They had a match point, yes. Exactly. So, so it's not, again, like they didn't have the chance to do it. It's just, again, you, you just unfortunately saw that pressure show up in, in, in not-so-great moments uh, for Fadal. And, and, and let us also say this. Roger Federer played some good tennis for his last match, not having played for 14 months. Did he? Come yes. on now. Come on now. He was spot serving. I mean, what is that serve? Come on now. <laughs> yes. Don't 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 let me get on get on my soapbox here, folks. That serve was looking mighty. He was like, I may have an issue with this knee, but it sure ain't affecting my serve. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, outside of them not winning. The quality, I think the match was the quality of the type of match they wanted to have for his last match. Correct. Correct. And I think uh, they even said as much, Bryce, because they were just like, it doesn't even matter the win or the loss. It's about just making, you know, appreciating Roger for everything that he's brought to the game. And again, they had a ridiculously competitive match. It was incredible. What I thought was funny was the press asked uh, Tiafo later, you know, did he feel like he owed Roger an apology, you know, for kind of beating him in his last match? And <laughs> Chapel was like, Roger owes us an apology for beating all of us for like 20 years. 
<laughs> so no, he said I love and respect him, but no. <laughs> No, exactly. The answer is no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so let's talk about, you know, after that match, the, oh, the yeah. send off that he got in. Once again, let's take it back to Rafa. Yeah. When is the last time you saw Rafa cry on court, even when he won some of his <laughs> biggest championships? Biggest championships. You just don't see it. So the fact that he had tears in his eyes. Come on now. You could admit this. This meant a lot to him it really right. did and, and, as it should i mean again we know you know not taking anything away from novak but roger is the original you know rival oh yes yeah he is yeah, the exactly. original he is the og that is the rivalry right um, and so you know it's it's it, it meant a lot to him and the fact that again roger was walking away from the game yeah yeah it it, it definitely he, he had the feels and I tell you what, even though Rafa and Djokovic, from a rival standpoint, played each other more times, when you talk about the interest from the tennis community and the fans, right? probably eight times out of ten, folks would pick to see Roger versus Nadal versus right. Nadal versus Djokovic. Right. And right. so it just that rivalry was just really on on a different level. That's right. Um, but, you know, Roger, like we've, we've been saying, Isaac, for years, you know, regardless of the number of titles and which records he, he, he will continue to hold and which ones he won't, what he will always be is the people's champ. That's right. That's right. Um, th- the way that he is universally beloved across the globe. I forgot who said it, whether it was Andrew Krasny or whoever that said, you know, he is the hometown favorite in whatever town he goes to. <laughs> you know? Exactly. exactly. And, um, and he, you know, his legacy is cemented. And it's really good that we know that. Now, here was the interesting thing. We heard Borg say at the end there that he had one more year. Right, right. Uh, so it makes me wonder if two years from now we don't see Roger come in. Yeah, yeah, I think it's possible. Of yeah. the Europe team. Right. Um, I also like the fact that Roger announced he's going to be doing this exhibition tour. Right, right. Against, I like how you said, players of his choosing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, because I do think it's important for him to give a lot of people that kind of last opportunity right. uh, to see him play. I mean, he, he no can't everybody afford them labor cup tickets. So <laughs> I just think that's going to be a tremendous uh, uh, tour for people to have a chance to say goodbye to him as well. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Yeah. So moving on, we are two, two at the end of day one, right? Yes. Shocked. All right. So, but still, we're thinking, okay, you know, that's cool. So, first match of day two, we have Berrettini versus FAA, and we know there's all kinds of underlying (laughs) storylines there. Right. But what did you see out of that match? Well, I think it's kind of what I had mentioned to you before. It's both of them have such great potential. 
But at the same time, you just wish that they were a little bit better as it relates to closing it out. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that first set tiebreaker, it just seemed like it was a handoff. You know, hey, you take it. No, 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 no. I don't <laughs> want it. You take it. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. By, by all means, you know. And 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 I just feel like that's an area where both of them can 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 do a little bit of improving, if you will. Um, but it was it was still a very, very good match. Um, of course, went to the third set super tiebreaker and Berrettini, you know, ended up pulling it out. Um, but again, I just see them having a really good rivalry throughout their their career. I, I really right. do. I think that they just like each other's game. I think it doesn't really matter what surface. I, I really believe that they just will have really strong battles. I don't know that I'll ever be able to look at that matchup and say, oh, this one's definitely got it. Mm -mm, No. Right. Yeah, I I agree with you. And I think still at this point, we're like, okay, here comes Europe. Yep. You know, they're in the lead. Uh, They're about to run through some of these matches. But the very next match was the first surprise to me because this is where I had not heard that Nadal had basically come in just to play the doubles match. I was expecting for Nadal to play singles. Right. This day right and actually right. to take vengeance on <laughs> <laughs> from, you know, from the night before. Right. And so we heard that Cam Norrie um, was in there. But even with that, Cam Norrie versus Taylor Fritz. I mean, we saw this at Indian Wells. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what were your thoughts about how this one turned out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it it was it was. I tell you, it was good on Taylor for for holding holding you know his nerve because he got out to that fast start. You know, gave you know went to the bread store and and gave Cam Nori a little breadstick. And but Cam battled back and 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 really fought hard. Took that second set, and I thought he had the momentum at that point. If I'm being honest with you, so that, that's why for me, kudos to to Taylor for being able to really get through that that third set super tiebreaker and pull it out because at that point i honestly thought that cam was going to take the match right right yeah Yeah. i i I agree with you with all that so okay so we're tied once Mm -hmm. again but Mm -hmm. we know Djokovic is coming up yes and and although you know tiafo has kind of been on one lately uh, <laughs> it's Djokovic. <laughs> it is Djokovic. Yes, yeah. And and very much like Cece Pass the day before, you know. Mm-hmm. Although Djokovic ain't been around lately, he wanted everyone to know that ain't nothing changed but his limp. So <laughs> uh, that was a pretty comprehensive one and three victory yeah. over Tiafo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just came out the gates wanting to just send a message that, you know, I am Novak. Yeah. Yeah. This weekend was about Roger. Yeah. Yeah. Nadal has the, has the, has the most singles, but he going home now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm here to hold it down for the team. So I'm about to put it out there and show you the entire depth of my game. And he did that against Tiapo. It was, it was an incredible match that he played. It really was. It, It was. And, and people were, were pleasantly surprised to see that, you know, although Djokovic did not play the hard court series uh, this mm-hmm. summer, inclusive of the U.S. Open, um, he clearly hasn't lost anything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So then we go to the doubles. And yes. honestly, this was a surprise for me. Yeah. Um, I thought that Jack and Alex 
would beat Berrettini and Djokovic in doubles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, I can't disagree with you on that either. I actually went going into that match. I thought that world had the edge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Berrettini and Djokovic, I mean, they looked really good yeah. <laughs> in that, yeah. that match. And so now where I'm thinking we're going to end the day tied up once again, mm-hmm. you know, Team World is now actually up by four points. Right. And it's really starting to feel like, okay, this is what we're used to. <laughs> exactly. You know, Team Europe is going to, you know, do whatever. Right. But we get to day three, Isaac. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Johnny Mac had one of his episodes mm. on the team before mm. they went out and played. But let's just go through day three. I know what so, happened. <laughs> so the first match, okay, I give Team World, all right? Jack Sock and FAA against Berrettini and Murray. Like I said, whenever Jack's on the court in a doubles match, I'm leaning his direction for the victory. Right. But it still was a close one, right? Yes. Yes. It was very, very close. Um, You know, Berrettini and Murray came out the block swinging. They they dished him up a whole biscuit and said, Mm -hmm. here you go. And again, it was trending to... Oh, here's Europe doing Europe things as right. they typically do. Mm-hmm. Um, but talk about rebounding. And this is where I'm going to actually give Francis a bit of kudos because he was the one that was getting getting kind of uh, jumped on in that first set. And he rebounded. He rebounded. Oh, uh, FAA. A, oh, I'm sorry. Who did I say? Francis. Oh, I'm so sorry. See, I'm getting the brothers confused. Mm-hmm. So FAA. Yeah, don't, don't set that example. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> we don't want to do that. So excuse me, y'all. Yes. <laughs> so when FAA mm-hmm. rebounded in that second set, it was just, in my opinion, really that that to me was very impressive. The fact yep. that, you know, he saw that he was the one kind of getting picked on mm-hmm. and he just stepped his game up and he really really started complimenting the things that Jack was doing and they ended up taking that second set. And that was huge. Right. I agree with you. I think two things changed from that first set. Mm-hmm. Number one, exactly what you said about Felix, because he was missing easy volleys yep. and they yep. were going at him. And so he really tightened up his game and that was important, but also on Jack's side, Jack was not serving well. Right. Oh, yeah, that's that true. That's true. And he got his serve together. And between those two things, yeah, they really flipped the script on Berrettini and Murray. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was impressive. I Because, again, I, 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 I was leaning towards Jack and, and Felix just because it's Jack. But you just never knew. That one to me was kind of a bit of a toss up. But they yeah, they pulled it out. It was it was impressive. Right. And so we knew that Team World needed to win three right. of these matches. Right. And so there's the first one. But as tennis fans and tennis analysts, your next match coming up being Djokovic versus FAA, mm-hmm. we're thinking, okay, now here's one of the ones that Team World's going to lose. Right. Especially right. based upon how Djokovic looked the day before. Correct. 
So, Isaac, explain to us what <laughs> happened in this match. So here's what I'm going to say, and I'm actually going to back it up a little bit, because okay. if you think about what happened on day one, and I'm going to I'm going to talk about Jack Sock. Jack mm -hmm. Sock plays a singles match. He didn't win, but he played an outstanding singles match. And what happens? He plays an outstanding doubles match against Fadal and they take the win. Yes. Fast forward to day two. You've got a, um, a Berrettini who played singles against Felix, won his match, and then fast forward to the end of the day. And Djokovic put them things on Tiafo. They both team up, and then they actually upset Jack and Dimonar. Yep. So then you come to day three. Felix gets out there, plays doubles with Jack, gets the win. Mm-hmm. He's feeling good. He's got all of the blood going through his system already, so he don't need to be warmed up. He gets <laughs> out there and he's like, you know what? <laughs> Novak, am I scared of you? <laughs> and I tell you what, Bryce, Felix Oje Aliassim played the best match that I have seen from him. I mean, yes. he 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 got up on Novak and was like, ain't nobody scared of you. You might have done that to Tiafo, but you ain't going to do that to me today. <laughs> no. Huh. I, Bryce, I was so impressed. I mean, because everybody, and I do mean everybody, had given those three points to Europe. Everybody. Yes, yes. And now the one thing I want to add to this, and, and once again, not taking anything away from FAA, yeah. Um, I, I was not aware or I must have missed it in the doubles match the day before when apparently Djokovic fell. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's and, right. And so um, and apparently he kind of hurt his wrist a little bit. That's there. right. He, yep. He was stretching it out during the match. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And so there were some thoughts that that may have impacted him on his serve and his forehand, mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. when you look at some of his service speeds. Um, and how he was hitting his forehand. But nonetheless, you know, injuries are part of the game. That's right. So, uh, you know, we've seen, uh, look, he won an Australian Open with, with apparently no guts. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he didn't need ab muscles or anything. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we know he can do it. But right. Felix did not allow the moment to get too large for him. Mm -hmm. And I 100% I, I agree with you. I think the momentum that was gained from him winning that doubles match first carried right on over to that singles match. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it just, oh, such a big win for world. And, and I mean, he, it wasn't just, it was huge. It was incredible. Uh, unexpected. Yes. Unexpected. So now team world has unexpectedly won <laughs> two of the three matches they need to win. Mm hmm. And, Oh my goodness. Mm. CC Paz Tiafo is your next match. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and honestly, you know, this is where it became very interesting for me because CC Paz, you have CC Paz on one hand who is this insanely talented player, yes, but ha has also shown himself to crack in key moments yes. of big matches. Yes. Uh, French Open Djokovic. Mm. Um, <laughs> and you have Tiafo, who has kind of become 
known to be a big match player now. Right. That's right. That's right. Please talk to us about this match, Isaac. Friend, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So going into this match, I was like, okay, this to me bodes extremely well for Francis because of the fact of what you just said. He's big time. He likes big occasions. He likes big matches. He loves all of that. He lives for it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this might be tight because this, you know, this is a must win for Europe. And we know, and I don't mean to be mean, but we know how some of the Greek players are mm-hmm. as it relates to their mental. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Francis definitely has a shot here. Now, the match begins. <laughs> <laughs> and Cece Paz was like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you look like Diego. <laughs> <laughs> from the day before. <laughs> and he said, we're going to go around to the bakery shops and I'm going to get you some pastry. Yeah. And when so when he put that 6-1 on him, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is interesting. But then at the same time, Francis was like, okay, you've been putting some things on me, but I learned something. I learned something from that first set. And what I'm going to now do is I'm going to lock in on that backhand. Yep. And if you, uh, Bryce, I, I, I'm pr- you had to have seen this because this was pretty much how I feel like every point went for the rest <laughs> of the match. Right. Tiafo got that shovel backhand of his mm-hmm. to CC Paz's backhand. And he just stayed there. And he was like, I'm going to work this backhand out. Yes. And CC Paz would try and run around it from time to time, but Francis has enough speed to be able to get to that forehand cross court. Yes, and he was getting to it and putting it back in play. It was it was given it was given CC Paz a lot of fr- a lot of frustration, but he was working it, and it to me that second set was just back and forth, battling, 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 and again what it showed. Like you just said, it showed the match toughness that Tiafo has developed, and yep. it showed a little bit of the fragility mm-hmm. on Sisi Pasa's side. It because did. there were key moments where he could have he could have stretched the lead, and he didn't do it. And I'm gonna tell you another thing that was a bit surprising to me. Um, Europe was the home team. Yes. And I think it unnerved Cece Paz that Francis was able at times <laughs> yes. to get a significant portion of that crowd behind him. Yes. Yes. He, Br- Bryce, he even said it. He said, my goal is to make this a circus. <laughs> who have we heard that from before? Uh, Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> mm-hmm. And who has a great record against Cece Paz? Uh, Nick Kyrgios <laughs> uh-huh. And why does he have a good record Because he makes it a circus He likes the he likes all of that energy He loves the attention from the crowd Francis is very much of the same The same you know That, that same nature He right. wants the crowd to be a part of it And he did in my opinion A fantastic job Of bringing the crowd into that match He didn't give them a choice he literally was like hitting shots and then he was looking at them like, y- y- y'all saw that, right? <laughs> right. Y- y- you saw what I just did there, right? 
<laughs> just some of them gets Bryce were just did, that one where he CC Paz hit that drop shot and he ran mm-hmm. to the net and flicked it to the open. I said, friend, I, 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 I'm done with you right now. I, I right. can't do nothing. It right. Was, he did a great job of managing that match and, and doing enough to get under CC Paz's skin. He did. And to win that second set tiebreaker, 13-11, and then that third set match tiebreak at 10-8. Yes. I mean, look, I'm not trying to get overly hyped here, but I really want to see what Francis does in 2023. I do as well. I do as well. At this point, I expect for a deep run from him in each one of the majors. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's already started with the U.S. Open. I mean, he mm-hmm. got he 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 had that nice run, got up there with, with Alcaraz, and and I I just I'm like you, I expect to see more of that. Oh, and remember, Tiafo was uh, a replacement, right, on the team. He replaced John Isner. That's right. That's right. So. The person that ended up replacing someone ended up being the clincher for them <laughs> winning this title. And also, and not only just the clincher, I mean, the winning that doubles match yes. with Jack. With Jack, exactly. Uh, and I'm going to just throw this out there. I personally felt so good that the brothers had a portion of each one of these matches on day three. Yes, I agree you know, with you. From Team World. Agreed. And because they had won the cup after that third match, that final singles match between Casper Ruud and, and Taylor Fritz didn't even happen. Correct. Uh, which that was going to be very interesting if it had come down to that. Right, right. Exactly. I mean, those were great matches on the fourth day. I mean, those, you know, again, outside of the Djokovic-Felix match, the other three could literally have gone any way. In my opinion, going into the day. But boy, oh boy, you talk about the world stepping up. They stepped up because they, I just did not have them winning all the first three matches. I just didn't. I didn't. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And and I tell you what, this is actually really good for the Labor Cup. Because yes. I think if Team Europe had continued to win, would people still turn in, tune in to the Labor Cup? Absolutely, because it's all your top stars playing against each other. It's Rogers event. I mean, it's enough to pull people to watch. But would they be as invested because they're like, well, we know how it's going to end. Right, exactly. We know you're going to win. And so I think it was actually very good for the Cup for Team World to finally get a victory. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that, bro. Yeah, it it was good for, for everyone involved that world finally got them a cup. So, yeah, man. I mean, and, and you can't say that it always won't be an uphill battle. Right. Um, because, again, you've got the number one player on the – well, a number one player and a formal, former number one player who were, were not even on the squad in yes. Carlos Alcaraz and Medvedev. So yep. they will always have an uphill battle as it relates to Team World. But at the same time, A – they 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 definitely put in work and they're giving themselves chances, you know? Yep, yep. Um, like you said, I I believe next year you will definitely see Alcaraz there. You will yeah. definitely see um Medvedev back. You'll probably see Rublev. 
mm-hmm. uh, back, you probably will see center. Right, right. Uh, and um, it's it, it's gonna be great. And so they did announce that next year it is in Vancouver. Ah, that's right, Vancouver, Canada. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, that will be very interesting. I will assume that Shapovalov will, you know, if he don't make the squad, he'll be at least an alternate. Right, right. Uh, there for for the home country. So, yeah. Hopefully, he'll get it, himself together and actually yeah. make the team versus it being another scenario. But we'll see what happens. Right. So once again, Labor Cup absolutely did not disappoint and. Um, for me, easily, easily one of my favorite events all year. Agree, brother. Absolutely agree. So, like we said at the beginning, although we may have forgotten at certain points uh, of the weekend, um, there was other tennis. <laughs> <laughs> there was other tennis, yeah, there was. That occurred, and 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 I just want to start off right here, you know, about an hour south of us, Isaac, in the San Diego Open, we had the battle of two Americans who yes. were both competing for their first title in yes. Nakashima and Jerome. And Nakashima, with the four and four win, being a San Diego native, uh, how huge was that? Yeah, that was that was awesome. I mean, you know, it, it was it was great to see two Americans in the final in Giron and Nakashima, like both of those guys. And again, the fact that you had the whole, you know, it's one of their, you know, one of them will be a titleist after the after the tournament uh, is is over was 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 really cool and 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 just happy for Nakashima. Uh, and Giron is knocking on the door. I don't I see a title coming for him, you know, within within a year. I think that he is playing some outstanding tennis and uh, definitely want to see him raising a trophy at some point. But uh, kudos to Nakashima. Yes, absolutely. And then we had uh, in the Mets tournament, uh, the Moselle Open, we had Sonigo mm-hmm. against Bublik. Yeah. Uh, and Bublik has been a surprise this year. He has, he has gone deep in quite a few tournaments, um, but I think he had a little too much showmanship in his play in the final. And Sonigo was like, Look, I'm here to win. You kind of <laughs> hit this ball with you, with the handle of your racket and all that. No, ain't time out for all that. Exactly, exactly. And that's the thing with Bublik is he's just a little bit too creative for his own good. He's a very talented player, has a lot yes. of lot of skill. Um, but unfortunately, I think the 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 mental side is something that definitely uh, needs to be worked on. So uh, disappointing that he got in the final. And uh, and basically took a whole biscuit. Right. Exactly. Now, we also had a couple of women's tournaments last week. Uh, We we had the uh, Pan Pacific Open in Tokyo. And and this was the tournament I really was interested in seeing how well Osaka was going Mm -hmm. to do. Uh, But she had to withdraw early due to illness. I don't know if I ever heard what the illness was. Um, But so she withdrew. But we had uh, Samsonova. Yes. Win over Zhang. Yeah. Seven, five, yeah. Seven, five. 
And 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 Zhang is playing some good tennis. Watch out for her, you guys. She's a young, I believe, a young. I, I think she's a teenager still. I mean, she might be nineteen, maybe twenty, but mm-hmm. she is a really, really good player. And um, you know, she she didn't, uh, you know, couldn't couldn't get it done against Samsonova. But yeah, watch out for her. She's she's a very good player. And kudos to Samson Samsonova. I think is how you pronounce it for mm-hmm. for just you know winning another tournament. I mean, she is just very you know she she goes to work she puts in the time and she she you know and 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 she gets it done so that was really a good win on her part of 500 that's impressive yes and then we had a 250 the korea open uh in seoul where we had alexandrova uh driving uh, (laughs) (laughs) ostapenko uh seven six and a and a bakery run with a bagel that's right. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, she just kind of lost that focus after the after that uh, first set tiebreaker, and uh, Alexandrova just said, "Hey, <laughs> beep beep, <laughs> <laughs> come on, get in. I got a bagel shop for you," and uh, served it up. So, kudos to her for getting a, a, a title, another title under her belt. And I'm gonna tell you what, Astapanko gonna need to talk to her apparel company. Because either they are truly trying to clown her and she doesn't get it, or come on now, she she tried to be different. I'm 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 just going to assume that that is the case. Is that they are they're just trying to you know make her a little bit different. So you know, okay. Uh, (laughs) So with that, yes. Moving on to this week. Yes. We have what is it? It's like three two fifty tournaments on the the men's side, and Correct. we have two two uh uh two fifty tournaments on the women's side. That is correct. Um, so not exactly sure. Um, who's all and is it anybody of note? Yeah, and, they've got some folks. I mean, Casper is the top seed of one. Center is the top seed of one. Um, you've got Sloan playing in one of the one of the ladies tournaments. And so, you know, they're, they're kind of, you know, sprinkled around there. I, I think that it won't be outstanding tennis, but it will be good tennis. So definitely there are, are, are a lot of tournaments out there, folks. So so try and catch a match or two here and there if you can. Um, but, yeah, as far as this week goes, Nothing too outstanding is going on from a tournament perspective. Right. Now, coming off the heels of the Labor Cup, uh, Isaac, we want to mention that we're trying to support this American version of the Labor Cup. That's uh, right. And if you haven't heard of it, it's called the All-American Cup. It's going to occur every November, and it's going to go between Austin and San Antonio, Texas. This year, it's going to be in San Antonio. And you're going to have two teams. You're going to have a Team East, a Team West. Uh, Team East is going to be captained by Bob Bryan. Team West is going to be captained by Mike Bryan. And they are going to divide up the top American players on their team. And they're going to play a format that is very, very similar to the Labor Cup. So, Isaac and I are going to get involved in the competition. And so I am, my team is Team East with Bob Bryan. And you're going to see some, some promotional stuff coming out for me about Team East. 
Yep, and ditto. I am Team West with uh, Mike Bryan, and and you'll be seeing some stuff from me as well. So we're going to make this a fun little uh, uh, back and forth uh, competition, if you will. So stay tuned, everyone. It actually should be really, really fun. Yes, indeed. Um, Isaac, is there anything else that we want to cover for this week? Am I missing something? No, no, brother. We had a lot going on. So I think we hit all the tournaments. Definitely wanted to focus on Labor Cup, saying our goodbyes to Roger. And um, yeah, man, uh, it it has definitely been a good, good, solid week of tennis. Yes. And I want to direct people to our Instagram page. And I'm actually going to post this on our website and our YouTube channel, hopefully tonight. Uh, we were honored this past weekend to be involved and a high performance training session in Los Angeles for the um, Pete Brown Jr. Tennis Program um, that was put together by the Riviera Foundation. And the training session actually happened at the home and private court of a singer you may have heard of before. His name is Seal. Um, And so Isaac, you know, had a wonderful interview with Seal. And so we're placing that on social media and on our sites for you to check out. You know, Isaac, what was that like talking to Seal? Oh, it was awesome, man. He is very passionate about passionate about the sport of tennis. He appreciated the fact that we had the high performance kids up, you know, on, uh, you know, playing on his courts. And, and and he was just so hospitable, just so, just opened his home and and was just so warm. He greeted everybody with hugs. I mean, Seal is a quality, quality, quality guy. Um, it, it was it was just a really, really fantastic day. It really was. So shout out to Seal um, for, you know, supporting the community, for uh, for supporting the youth uh, and just being a big fan and supporter of the game of tennis. When you watch the interview, that comes through very clearly how much Seal absolutely loves uh, the sport of tennis. So that was wonderful. So, well, Isaac, if you don't have anything else, I think we'll get ready to uh, prepare for going on IG Live. Sounds uh, good. Tonight. So, everyone, thank you for listening and for following um, us all year long. Uh, we still have some more stuff for you guys uh, for the remainder of this year. But on behalf of the podcast, this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Everyone stay safe out there.